I'm Andrew Norton, and this is Completely Optional Knowledge. Before we get to today's question, I want to ask a quick favor. Go into iTunes or whatever podcasting app you're listening on and give us a review. We've got a lot on there, but we know there's a ton of you out there who haven't given us a review yet. It's one of the best ways we can get the word out about the show. And as a bonus, it'll make us here uh, who make this thing feel good. And that'll make you feel good. So just make everyone feel good. Give us a review. Okay, so now for our question. It comes from Ross Wintle in the UK, and he wants to know, Do animals have any rituals around death? That's an interesting question. So you mean like, do animals have funerals and gravestones and make lasagna and casseroles, you know, for grieving family members like we do? Yeah, uh, if that's what you do uh, where you are, I don't think we have lasagna around here. We tend to go to, to dreary pubs in the rain, I think, when that kind of thing happens. I see. Yeah, very kind of British, somber affair normally. But that's what you're asking about, right? Like, do animals have something similar to, to what we do? That's right. We have all these rituals and we have these places where we put all our dead and the animals do that kind of thing. I know that some animals have like repeat breeding grounds, for example, where like penguins always go to the same place to lay their eggs and have their young. So is there like at the opposite end of the spectrum of life? Do some animals have places where they, they always go to die? Ross, I'm picturing you thoughtfully standing at the gates of a British cemetery contemplating life and death and somehow having this podcast as your only place to turn to. That's right. It's dark, but let's do it. <laughs> I'm Andrew Norton, and this is Completely Optional Knowledge, brought to you by Greenpeace. Ask, inquire, seek the truth. The show where we take questions that make you go, huh? And we try and make you be like, oh. Completely Optional Knowledge is presented by Greenpeace. Help support the show and show your support by signing up for news and updates at greenpeace.org slash USA slash knowledge. Barbara J. King is Professor Emerita of Anthropology at the College of William and Mary and the author of How Animals Grieve. And she says when it comes to looking at how animals deal with death, a good place to start is with elephants. There's a wonderful elephant researcher who has been at this for decades in Kenya named Cynthia Moss. And in one of her books, she tells the story of how she brought back to her own camp out in the field the jaw of an elephant matriarch who had died a few weeks ago. And of course, she knew this elephant in life. She could ID this elephant and knew who the jaw belonged to. So she was in her camp, and three days after this, the family of that elephant passed nearby. They're walking across the savanna, and then they suddenly change course, and they come to her camp. They smelled the jaw. They inspected it. But one individual stayed behind when the others left, and that was the dead female, seven-year-old son. And the only elephant to do that was stroking the jaw, turning it over with foot and trunk. And this is very interesting. How would an animal recognize the bones of his mother in death? But we see this sometimes in elephants. Uh, it's common for elephants to caress bleached bones that they come across in their travels. So is that a ritual? That's a very interesting potential example. Hmm. So, you know, there's this practical side of death. You know, we actually need to dispose of this body. I'm wondering if animals have anything equivalent to a cemetery, I mean, for practical purposes or, or even for memorial purposes. Yes, I don't have any evidence in that direction. What I can say 
is that there are myths about elephant graveyards. And my understanding from talking with elephant scientists is that these are myths, that there are not, you know, elephants are not dragging bones to a particular location. There may be density of elephant carcasses at particular places, like let's say a waterhole. But what I do want to mention is the hints of possible care of the body. The ethologist Mark Beckoff has reported that he saw a magpie who had been hit by a car, and he saw then four living magpies who were standing around the body of this first one and pecking at the body, and that was sort of interesting. But then one of the magpies flew off and brought back pine needles and twigs and laid them by the body. Then all of these four in a little quartet stood around the body, then they flew off. He also one time saw a red fox bury her mate. At least that's the term that he uses. This fox had been killed by a cougar, and the mate, who was a female, laid dirt and twigs over the body, patted down the dirt and twigs, stood silently, and then walked off. But for a ritual to occur, the idea of it being repeated, that meaning-making is derived from some repeated action, that is very important, and we don't have that evidence yet. Okay, so you've seen some interesting stories, but maybe not enough to be like, okay, this animal, this bird, this fox, or whatever, they do this every time a death occurs, so we'd call this a ritual. That's right. That's right. And I wanted to give you a cetacean example, and specifically, this is rust-toothed dolphins that were observed off the Canary Islands. And this is an example of something that happens frequently. So this is a little different than the magpies and the red fox that I just mentioned. A calf had died, a dolphin calf had died, and the mother was supporting the dead calf in the water. And we don't think that the mother is unaware. You know, we know that cetaceans are incredibly cognitive beings, and they surely notice that there's something very wrong with their infants, but yet they support them as if they're just not ready to let go. So these animals are expending incredible energy, the moms, and not foraging to be able to support this calf. Well, in this example of the rough tooth dolphins, this mom was accompanied by escorts. So other dolphins were swimming synchronously with her for days. I find it interesting that we observe these behaviors in wild animals, and I think sometimes even humans don't want to succumb to these emotions when when someone close to them passes away. You know, there's sometimes certain people have a tendency to kind of keep a a stiff upper lip about things. But for me, when I see, you know, even animals do this, this isn't something frivolous that humans just cooked up. This is sometimes can be very necessary and sometimes a very legitimate reaction, right? Right. And when I wonder about the adaptive reason for grief, if you will, in an evolutionary context, I do think about that. Perhaps grief allows us that period that allows us to withdraw and repair and refresh and recover. And I do see that happening. And it makes me feel not that when I experience grief in my own life, it will somehow be eased exactly, but that we do have fellow travelers in this world who also feel their lives very deeply. That's the flip side of love for animals is often grief, and that we're not alone in that. I love elephants. (laughs) (laughs) I told my wife about this question, and she brought up the, the notion of elephant graveyards. So it's interesting to hear that that 
itself is a myth, but the notion that elephants, they have some kind of ability to identify their dead and almost kind of mourn them or protect the, the bones of their dead. That's really fascinating. Totally. And I like that our expert, Barbara, I got the sense she was very skeptical. And I like that. She didn't romanticize things. So when she tells me something like this, I am like, oh, this is legit. And uh, what's interesting is that it's when I was thinking about the question before, I was thinking, okay, so elephants are one example. And you probably think of all the other highly intelligent and slightly emotional animals, if you like, like dolphins, we know are highly intelligent and, and chimpanzees and things like that. You think they probably do this kind of thing. But then to hear that uh, foxes or birds might do, do that kind of thing where they tend to their dead in some kind of way. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. It kind of shows that understanding what death is even is a, is a bit more universal than just to humans. You know, I'm not one to try to romanticize these things about animals, but when she said about the dolphins that they just weren't ready to let go, I mean, that, you know, that hit me. That's, that's pretty, um, you know, that's pretty moving. Yeah, no, I was, I was welling up a tiny bit at that point, um, <laughs> holding it together. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> and even the fox as well. I think the idea that the fox goes and kind of tends to its dead in some kind of way, maybe maybe afterwards the fox runs off and goes and has a little party with its friends or something to celebrate. <laughs> we, can, uh, we don't get to see that, but maybe we can imagine that's happening as we go. Or goes to the pub, you don't know, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Completely Optional Knowledge is presented by Greenpeace, and unlike other podcast sponsors, they don't want to try and sell you underwear or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We all love underwear, but they just want to keep in touch. So visit greenpeace.org slash USA slash knowledge to sign up for news and updates. It's really easy, and you'll be helping support the show. Completely Optional Knowledge is made by J.P. Davidson and me, Andrew Norton. Breakmaster Cylinder created our theme music. Visit completelyoptionalknowledge.org to subscribe to the show, to hear other episodes, and of course, to ask your questions, because after all, we can't make this thing without your questions. And please, the weirder, the better. Drop us a line on the website or call us at 202-697-6912 and leave us a voicemail with your weird question. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with more Completely Optional Knowledge. And hey, do us a favor. If you do subscribe to the show, please give us a rating on iTunes. That would be huge. 